Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 215 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And as always, I'm super excited to be connecting with you. And I so appreciate all of the emails and DMs that I get from you all. I love, love hearing from you. And I have another request. If you have not left a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful if you took an extra moment of your time to do that. It's super easy. It takes just a few seconds on your part. And it really helps me to organically grow this show and get the show into more earbuds of women just like you. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down from wherever you're listening or from the main page of this podcast, and then you'll see some stars, tap the stars, and then if you have an extra 30 seconds, you can leave a quick review. I read every single one of them, and I just love hearing from you, and I love knowing what you love so that I can do more of it on the show. Now, if you listen to this podcast elsewhere and you're not sure how to leave a review, just send me an email, veronicagrant.com forward slash contact, or send me a DM on Instagram, Veronica E. Grant, and I can help you to leave a review on Stitcher, Spotify, all of those other places you might be listening. So I am recording this podcast episode now from Philadelphia. Well, actually not Philadelphia. We are technically in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And man, this year has been a crazy one. Not even talking about the coronavirus, which I will talk about in a moment as it relates to dating. But for many of you, you know that my husband and I moved back to the East Coast in January. We had what we thought was going to be four months of temporary housing while we looked for a permanent place in Philadelphia. And then after two months, the government was like, oops, sorry, only two months of temporary housing. So right as the pandemic was picking up, 
we got kicked out of our place. And so we went down to North Carolina to stay with my mom for probably about five weeks or so. And then Stevie got called back to work. So we had to get back up to the Philadelphia area, still no place to live. And so we are living with his parents now, probably indefinitely, but hopefully just for a month or two while we find a permanent place for ourselves. And what makes this situation even more fun and exciting is our stuff is still in storage in San Francisco, which we obviously cannot get right now because they are under a strict lockdown and they cannot get to the facility to pack it all up into a truck, drive it across the country and then get it to Philadelphia. So who knows when we'll be able to get our stuff? Who knows when we'll be able to move into a place? But I have just learned, if nothing else, through this pandemic to surrender and to release and to stop making plans. You know, I know for a lot of you, you relate to the future tripper result on my quiz that I have. If you haven't taken it, you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz and discover your love block. And one common love block is the future tripper, which I totally am a future tripper. And there is nothing like a pandemic that forces you to stop being able to plan. I have no idea. You know, I'm having a baby in less than six months at this point, and I have no idea will Stevie be able to come to the birth with me? Will I be able to have a doula? Will I be able to have any support after the baby? Will anyone be able to meet the baby? What's all that going to be? Who knows? I am planning hardly a week in advance. And really, things are just going day by day. And not that we have to live our entire life like this. But I do think that it's an important skill just to be able to completely surrender and to let go. So for me, I think this is my own personal journey as I navigate this pandemic. And I just ask what is yours? What's coming up for you? What are you going to say that you learned about yourself or grew through, you know, as we were really in this unprecedented time? So today's show is inspired by a lot of questions and comments I've been getting both from clients, but also women in the community. And it's just around how to date during quarantine, and if it's possible to date during quarantine, and if it's impossible to even meet your person during quarantine. And I've also heard some frustration from, again, clients and women in the community around how they feel like they have to put their love life, you know, on the back burner again, or they really want to meet someone this year or the next six months or the next 12 months. And they feel like now that's impossible to happen because of coronavirus and quarantine. And what this episode is really all about is I really believe that right now is such an opportunity to meet somebody. And yeah, it's not going to look like how it looked like six months ago, or even three months ago. But I believe that if you make some key shifts in your mindset, but then also take on some of these tips that I'm going to share with you in this episode, I think you'll begin to see how this is actually like a really exciting time to date. And you can take that mindset on or not, but then ask yourself if you're going to just buy into the story that this sucks, you can't date, you can't meet anybody, you're just going to be single for yet another year, and then you'll see have to see what happens. You know, if you want to play out that story, like what is that doing for you? How is that serving you? How is that helping you? And if you want to stick with that story, then so be it. But if you want to look for a change in mindset, a shift in perspective, and also get some things that I think will actually really help you thrive in your love life right now, not 12 months from now, then I think you'll love this episode. So let's get right to it. So the first thing that I really recommend doing during this time is to focus on the internal work. You know, this is a time of massive waking up. And if you listen to my podcast episode with my friend and astrologer, Veronica Peretti, she talked about all the Plutonian energy that is really playing a large force here in 2020. And whether or not you 
buy into astrology, that's totally fine if you don't. But I think regardless, what we can see is that there's a lot of death and destruction. Yes, there's like literal death, people are dying. But there's also the death of what we thought was real and what we thought was true and what we thought was safe. And what we thought was true is just it's just not there anymore. Like we can see the facade now. And so with all of that death and destruction, new things are going to rise and build up in that place. So if you want to listen to the episode, then it's a couple episodes back. It's episode 213. I highly recommend it. But I think, you know, we're waking up to the environment and we're beginning to really see the impact of human behavior on the environment and what's happening to planet Earth as most of humanity is under quarantine right now. We're waking up to the inequalities in our workforce and how we pay so-called essential workers And we're waking up to getting government assistance and access to government assistance. These inequalities have always been there. So I don't want you to think that I'm saying that coronavirus created this. It did not 100%. However, it has unveiled these inequalities to where I think it's becoming more and more in the conscious of more and more people. And I think it's going to stay with that way. I don't think that's necessarily going to change even after things quote unquote, go back to normal or after there's a vaccine or whatever you want. So I think with all of that being said, with the world waking up with the energy that's going on in the cosmos, and just the simple fact that most of us have more time right now, I think you have a real opportunity to focus on doing some of your inner work right now. If you did not love your love life before quarantine, then wanting to just jump right back into how things were before. Like, what is that going to do for you? What is that going to solve? What is that going to change? And I'm just going to tell you, it's going to change very, very little. So if you are attracting a certain type of person or a certain type of relationship, do the inner work, do the inner child work right now, right? It takes time to do that. And I really do believe you need like space in order to do that. And I mean space, not just physical space, but you're creating the space for yourself to actually go through those processes to do that. And, you know, I think since we're not going out on dates, we're not going out on Friday and Saturday nights, and we're not going, you know, to picnics and barbecues Sunday afternoons, then I think that this is a really, really opportune time to do this. And of course, you can do this stuff on your own. You have, you know, you listen to this podcast, you hear me coach clients, you have an idea of kind of the work that I do. But I also think that this is actually a really great time to invest in yourself. Because I think investing in ourselves is always going to have the greatest ROI. And I know there's a lot of fear about the economy. And maybe you're worried about your business, you have a business, or maybe you're worried about your job or getting laid off, or maybe you have been laid off. And look, I'm not suggesting that you should just go be frivolous and spend a bunch of money on this and that, but really take some time and look at your finances and see what can you actually do to invest in yourself right now. And I think it's perfectly normal to feel, like I said, a little bit of fear around maybe investing in yourself, a little bit of fear around what's going on in the world and when things will quote unquote get back to normal. And I don't want you to not feel the fear or thinking the fear is just buying into the fear mongering or any of that stuff. Like you're human. If you feel fear, then that's what you feel. But you don't want it to dictate your decisions. So I really encourage you to look around and, you know, what is something that you want to invest in? What do you think that is something, you know, that will really help you to shift and grow something that you really want to shift and grow in your life. And just to put a quick plug in right now, the introductory period of my new course, Crappy to Happy, which is all about using my step-by-step inner child work process to clear your blocks and to attract and love, like that's open right now. And you can save a hundred bucks if you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. And you know what, that might not be the right thing for you right now. You 
you might need to or want to invest in something else. And that's totally fine. So whether it's this or something else, I really do encourage you to really do the inner work and to get some support around it because you will see the growth and transformation and your life happens so much better and cleaner and faster and more refined and all of those things. So that is the first thing. Do the inner work right now. Don't waste this time just wishing that things were different or that you could be dating right now and meeting people thinking that that would just solve your love life problems. It's not going to. The second tip I have to making your love life thrive during Corona is to get excited about the fewer distractions. Here's what I mean. So obviously right now, dating is pretty much confined to online dating and not even online dating in the sense of Bumble or Tinder or whatever, but you're probably having your quote unquote dates through FaceTime or Zoom or whatever video app you're using. And you can see that again as a problem, as a hindrance, but I think it's an opportunity to have fewer distractions. So just an example or a couple examples actually. If you go to a bar or you go to get coffee or you go to a concert or you go on a walk or you do some other kind of activity with someone on a date, you can actually really bond with them and really believe that you like them a lot more than you actually do because you've had some sort of shared experience together. You did something together. And this is actually really common on The Bachelor, right? Like why can people possibly say that they're potentially falling in love with The Bachelor or whatever when they've only known him for two weeks? Well, a lot of that is because they've had this shared experience and that creates almost like an illusion of a bonding that's not really there. Like it's there in the sense of their love with the idea of the person and the experience they had with the person, but not really the person themselves. And that's why a lot of times the relationships break up, especially when the bachelor is a little bit more mature. But we're not going to get into that. So my point is, is that when you're not actually out in the world doing things with you know, a potential date, like you might think you like someone because you go to this really awesome bar. And it's really the experience of going to the bar that you like and not the actual person. So now, when you're just meeting on zoom or on your phone or whatever, then you're really just getting to know them. And then there's going to be a connection or there's not. And I think a lot of things can actually be a lot more clear, because there's fewer distractions around whether or not you like someone or like the idea of someone or whatever it is. Hey there, I wanted to jump in here real quick to let you know about a brand new free workshop I've created. It's called the five step strategy to banish anxiety and overwhelm in your love life. So you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. In the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, the number one reason why successful women specifically struggle in love, and of course, what to do about it, and how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life. And of course, so much more. If you like my style, my philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, you're going to love this workshop. I teach you the why and how behind a lot of what I do while even digging a bit into the science of love so you can begin to see real change in your own love life. It's really all of my best work in one place, and you can access the free workshop right now. You don't have to spend years in therapy or read every damn book in the self-help aisle to dramatically transform your love life. If you feel like you have it all but love, this is 100% for you. So grab your free seat at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. The other thing that I think is actually such an opportunity is a lot of times we can get physically intimate faster than emotionally intimate. 
Now, this might be fine if you're looking for hookups, but otherwise, if you're not, if you're looking for something more than a hookup, what we can often do is because we don't know how to get emotionally close with someone, we think, okay, I can create this bonding that I want by having sex or sleeping over or, you know, getting physical with them in some other way. And here's the thing. Physical intimacy without emotional intimacy or without true emotional intimacy, it's risky business. It's risky in that you're upping your chances of being hurt. So right now what's really popular on Netflix, or maybe I'm a little behind the times, is Love is Blind. And I know it's not really totally that same experience. You're not talking, you know, between a wall or it's not a wall between you two, but there is a lot of distance and you're not out in the world doing the quote unquote daily things, you're just talking to each other and you really have to get to know each other. And I actually know quite a few couples that didn't actually meet in person for a long time because they were actually physically apart, like long distance apart, like multiple like cities and states apart. So I just think this is an opportunity to just to really, really get to know someone and really become emotionally intimate with someone. And that will give you so much more information about whether or not that person is ready for what you want. And if there's compatibility, and what what your issues might be like, how do they deal with conflict? How do you deal with conflict? How do you deal with conflict among each other? And so I just think it's an awesome time. So if you want to date, like, I think you should take every opportunity to date right now and to really be excited about what you can do and who you can meet. Now, there's one caveat to this, one caveat. This is not to suggest that you should get into a bunch of texting pen pals that don't go anywhere. That is not what I'm talking about here. And I think a lot of you all have probably experienced that because I hear about it a lot. So this is not about just texting someone all day long, every day. Hey, how's your day? What's going on? What'd you have for lunch? What'd you have for dinner? You know, you should be having conversations that are progressing towards something. So something deeper and having those more intimate conversations. And just like how you would if you were dating pre-coronavirus, you want there to be actually scheduled times where you're, you know, having dinner with each other or having a drink with each other or watching a movie with each other or whatever it is. You might be doing it over Zoom, but there's still you know, that set time, you're like, yes, right now, it's you and me, and we're doing this thing. And, you know, then we'll do another thing a little later on, and so forth. So if you're still not getting that sense from someone that you're messaging with that they're not interested in having a Zoom date, or a Skype date, whatever, or the conversations don't seem to be going anywhere, then cut it off. This is not what I'm talking about. This should feel like a relationship that's progressing. And if it's not, use your discernment and let it go. Which brings me to my third tip of having your love life thrive during coronavirus. And that is use discernment. So this is actually something that is not just applicable to dating during coronavirus, but I'm going to talk about it right now because it's so important. And actually, I'm creating another mini course called Conscious Online Dating, where I talk about this a lot more. So keep your eyes and ears peeled out for that. And discernment is going to be your best friend when it comes really to dating in general, but especially online dating. So here's the thing. If someone is not interested, clearly, in getting on a Skype date or a Zoom date with you, if they don't seem to be progressing in the kind of conversation that you want to have, your discernment can basically say this person's a yes 
or this person to know. Not like, well, maybe I should keep getting to know them. Maybe it's me. Maybe like, no, it's a yes or a no. And I think this is so important because even if we have extra time because of quarantine, you don't necessarily have extra energy. And in fact, a lot of your energy is probably dedicated to what the hell is going to (laughs) happen. And so you don't want to waste your energy on a bunch of crap, honestly, that you might experience in the dating world, especially the online dating world. So here's an example that I see all the time. So I hear from a lot of women who get really frustrated because they're online dating and they meet some guy and the conversation goes immediately to talking about sex and other sexual things. And the woman obviously is frustrated. She doesn't want to talk about that. She thinks it's too soon or it's inappropriate. And yet she still kind of plays the game because she thinks, well, maybe this is what I have to do. Maybe this is how, you know, I can eventually get the person to like me and then be in a relationship and the guy wants sex. Maybe this is normal. Well, let me ask you this. If you were at a bar with a bunch of friends and you all are at a table and let's say you walked up to the bar to order a drink and some guy approached you and started talking to you and the conversation immediately went to sex, what would you do? Would you sit there and just start talking about sex with him? Or would you be like, oh, I'm going to try to get the hell out of this conversation. I'm going to go back to my friends, you know, and try to just figure some way out to remove yourself from the situation. You would probably remove yourself from the situation because it would be uncomfortable. It would be inappropriate. And it would be, depending on how his behavior really is, it could even be predatory and a little scary, right? And so you wouldn't put up with it in real life. So why on God's green earth do you put up with it online, right? So whenever you experience inappropriate behavior or behavior that doesn't make you feel comfortable, or, you know, someone says something or does something or is constantly doing the pen palling thing and not really progressing with the relationship, or whatever it is, you've got to use discernment and you've got to delete, block, and then move on. Period. Done. Full stop. I don't want you to think about it. I don't want you to stress about it. I don't want you to feel like you have to tell the other person that he was wrong or inappropriate because you're not the police of online dating. I don't want you to send out an emotional press release to all your friends and then start talking about what a douchebag that guy was or whatever, and then just put even more time and energy into it. Just block, delete, and move on. That is all you can do. That is all you have the energy to do. Because if you are putting your energy on that person or those people who are gross or inappropriate or rude or non-committal online, like where you put your energy on, that's what grows. That's what you attract more of, first of all. Second of all, when you're putting your energy there, then you're not putting your energy somewhere else and your energy is not infinite. It's very finite. And so then you have less energy to put towards people who might actually be wanting what you want. And also you just don't have time for it. Life is short. (laughs) Life is sweet. And why focus on that? So just let it go. Use discernment. And I think just being online 24-7 with dating shouldn't say 24-7, but being online 100% of the time with dating right now, it's really awesome opportunity to really practice this discernment muscle. And this is something that does not go away. Once things, you know, loosen up and we can go on dates and whatnot, this is not loosen up. You always want to use the power of discernment. Okay, moving on, I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) The fourth tip to making your love life thrive during coronavirus is make dating intentional, not time filling. So You all know I'm not going to poo-poo on Netflix. I love a good Netflix binge. And yes, I'm watching 
things like The Bachelor. I'm watching Listen to Your Heart. It's a really terrible show, but you know what? It's quarantine and there's not going to be good TV for a long time. So here we are. The point is, is that while Netflix might be something you do to fill some time, while Instagram might be something you do to fill some time, I don't want online dating to be something you do to fill some time. I want you to make it intentional. And there's two important ways you can make it intentional. One is have time boundaries. So while you might just mindlessly open up Instagram and then like 20 minutes later, you're like, holy shit, I'm still on Instagram. How do I even get on this? You don't want to do that with online dating. So whatever your time boundaries are, it's personal choice. You get to decide. You're the boss of your own life. If you want to be online from 7 to 7.30 every night or 5 to 5.30 or in the mornings or in the afternoons or whatever feels good for you, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, probably longer than that is going to be a little much, then that's what it is. And I would actually set a timer on your phone. And when the timer goes off, I would, you know, X out of the app. And if you really want to be intentional about it is you can even delete the app. And then you're not necessarily deleting your account, you're just deleting the app and then re-download it when it's time for you to be online again. So I've been doing that with both Facebook and Instagram. So I download it every morning, I go on it for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I delete it off my phone. And then I don't find myself mindlessly scrolling sometime, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, because it's not on my phone. And so it's just too much work to try to download it. And I just download it the next morning when I want to be on it. And then I delete and that works really well for me. So you don't have to do the deleting part if you don't want. But definitely creating some time boundaries around it is really important. Think of it this way. If you were to go to some sort of networking event or singles meetup or something like that, you wouldn't just like mindlessly go while you're doing 20 other things. You would probably pick an outfit. You might do your hair. You might do some makeup. You would make an intention like and you would go, right? And so I want you to treat online dating the same way. If you want to get dressed up and it just gets you in the mood, then go for it. Do what you want to do. But I want you to treat it as like doing something special, doing something that's fun and exciting rather than either something that you hate to do or something that's just to fill the time, which really gets into the next point that I want to talk about, which is creating a ritual before getting online. So if you're like, I'm not getting out of my yoga pants, then I think you can do a lot just internally to really create a ritual and set the space for online dating. So if it was me and I was online dating right now, I would really set an intention of how I want to approach it. So rather than thinking, oh, here we go again, or look at all these douchebags on here or whatever. What I would do instead is before I even open the app, I would close my eyes, I would take a few breaths, and then I would really visualize what kind of person I wanted to meet that night and what kind of person that I wanted to message and go on a date with. And I would also set my intention of what my energy would be. So instead of like desperation of like, can I meet someone? It would be an energy of curiosity and hmm, who can I meet tonight? Who can I find interesting? What can I learn about someone else today? So I'd have that kind of curiosity, excitement kind of energy, which keeps my mind and heart open. So I recommend doing something like that as well. You can do a little dance around your room if that gets your energy up first. You can do whatever you want. The options are endless, but just have some sort of ritual that you do that gets you into a headspace of excitement and fun and who can I connect with rather than like, here we go again type of thing. 
All right, the fifth and final tip I have for you to making your love life thrive during coronavirus is I want you to see this as an opportunity. Now, this has really been the theme of this entire episode, but I really just want to drive this point home. You know, I'm pregnant right now, and I could easily go down the rabbit hole of being pissed off that I can't quote unquote live it up before the baby comes. You know, I can't go to my favorite yoga classes, at least in the studios. I can't go to Orange Theory. Our baby moon is canceled. I can't go to all the restaurants and go out and do all the things that I want to do before I have to worry about a babysitter and childcare. I could go there. And, you know, I have a little bit. And sometimes I do get really frustrated or sad or like I'm missing out. But that doesn't do me any good. And so despite all the things that I can't do, I'm using this as an opportunity to be grateful for where I am right now. I don't have kids (laughs) and quarantining with kids, especially small children that you still have to entertain. Like I can only imagine, I can't even imagine how exhausting and hard that must be, which means if I want to sleep in, I get to, I don't have to worry about entertaining my kids without rotting their brain with, you know, (laughs) devices and all that kind of stuff, which is probably what I'd be doing. I've had some time to pick up some old hobbies like crocheting, and I'm actually studying to become an astrologer so I can do some love astrology readings in my business next year. And I wouldn't have the time to do this if I already had my kid. So you could too also complain that dating isn't normal right now and it's impossible to meet people and you can go into the stress and the story, especially if you put yourself on an arbitrary timeline of when you need to be married or when you need to have your family and you could go there, you could, and you could decide, you know what, Veronica, I'm going to ignore your advice and I'm going to go down that rabbit hole instead. Fine, go for it. But just ask yourself, what is the benefit of it? And is it serving you? And if you believe it's serving you, then prove me wrong. But if it's not serving you, I really invite you to look at what we're dealing with right now as an opportunity, because that's all we can do, really. Because if you resist it, and if you get pissed off about it, your life is going to be much more difficult. Your life is going to feel much more dissatisfying and unhappy and anxiety-ridden and all of those things. And also... If your love life was crap before, why are you stressing about getting back to it? You have an opportunity to try something different. You have time to do the deeper work. You're able to use discernment. You're able to actually meet with someone and really get to know them emotionally before you throw the physical intimacy in there. Use this time to focus on that and see what you can discover. I really believe that We're going to hear about so many couples that met each other during this time, and I think they're going to have beautiful love stories, and I would really, really love for you to be one of them. I would so love for, in a year, hundreds of you to email me and say, Veronica, I listened to episode 215, and I took your advice, and I met so-and-so, and here's our picture, and we're getting married. That would make me so happy, and that's totally possible for you. You can do that. Okay, I think this wraps up this episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to know what came up for you, what you're going to try in your life. Come over to my Instagram page, Veronica E. Grant, and let me know. You can send me a DM or comment on any of my photos or send me an email, veronicagrant.com forward slash contact. Let me know what you're going to try and how it's working out in your love life. And remember, if you do want to do the deeper work and the inner child work that I talk about a lot on this show, then I invite you to check out Crappy Too Happy, which is my two-week course on discovering your love blocks and healing them so that you can find love without having to spend years in therapy. And right now for a limited time, we are still in the introductory phase of 
launching this program, which means you get to save a hundred bucks if you decide to join. Plus you also get a 30 minute bonus coaching call with me. So head over to veronicagrants.com forward slash courses, read more about the program. And if it feels good to you, that's where you can also register for it. All right. Talk to you soon. Sending you lots of love. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.